Hi everyone, it's Carmen Lisette, and this is all about the joy of the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I want to jump right into this first subject, which is the consequences of getting rid of all that toxicity in your life, right? We always talk about or you hear about people saying it's really important to learn how to get toxicity out of your life. And I agree a hundred percent. I agree a hundred percent because I've been doing it since I was a kid and I am the queen of walking away. Uh, from people I think do not add to my life in any way, shape, or form. And I know that sounds kind of cold, but if you think about it this way, it was kind of a survival mechanism. It wasn't kind of, actually, let me back up. It was a survival mechanism that I used as a kid to determine whether or not somebody stepping into my life was worthy of staying there. There was also a fear that I would have to deal with the negativity that kind of happened after my mom died with people that were around me then that I would have to consistently keep dealing with that. And I refused to do it. So as much as possible, when I realized somebody was not quote unquote worthy of being in my life, I don't care how ego-esque that sounds, it was true, I would walk away. And I still do that today. I, you know, will walk away from people I think don't have very good morals or people who are just in a constant state of fighting or negative or who just don't have the ability to connect with me, to communicate with me in a way in which we can both hear each other, right? So I know a lot of people struggle, especially if it's a blood-related family-esque person. I don't have that problem. And I also know that it's not easy to do. But let's talk about the consequences of what happens once you do that. Because something happened a couple of weeks ago that threw me for a loop. And I realized, see, this is the consequences. When you walk away from people, there's also a negative consequence that we have to kind of remember. So let me tell the story of what happened. So I had this friend in college who followed me out here. And I don't remember if he had flown to San Francisco first, but when he came to Los Angeles, we connected. We were just friends. We never had any romantic interactions at all. I was not interested in him that, in, in that way. And I am a hundred percent positive he was not interested in me at all either. Okay. I shouldn't say a hundred percent because one of my other friends was reminding me of a situation. So let's say 98% because I still am pushing that theory away. Regardless, it doesn't matter because we had a really good genuine friendship and I helped him get an apartment. He helped me with other things. And, you know, we remembered each other's birthdays. We'd hang out and have dinner once in a while, or we'd, you know, uh, go to the movies together because we didn't really know anybody. So we had this solid friendship. And one day he asked to borrow my car. Now we had been having, I think, some issues. Honestly, I don't remember what happened, but he had asked to borrow my car and I let him borrow the car because... I don't care. So I let him borrow the car. He had to, he had to travel to San Diego to some, uh, really important gathering. And I said, of course, take my car. No big deal. Something happened to my car. He called me like it broke down or something. He called me. Somehow we got into a big fight. Honestly, I'm telling you, this happened like 18 years ago. So I don't really remember all of it. 
but something happened to my car. It broke down or something. He didn't use like AAA or whatever it was I told him to use. We got into a fight over the phone and then he was supposed to come back to my condo, drop off the keys. And I assumed we would have a conversation about what happened, right? Because that's what friends do. You, you have an argument and then maybe there's a cooling off period. And I was like, okay, he's going to bring back the keys and we'll sit down. We'll have a conversation. And I remember this because I went to the grocery store to buy stuff so that we would have some food or something to drink and coffee or whatever. When I got home, he had actually come to my apartment much earlier and had left the keys on the door knob and had parked the car in the garage. There was no note. There was nothing. And I tried to call him and reach out to him and he would not talk to me. And that was the last time I spoke to him. And I was okay with it. I didn't reach out to him ever again either. Every once in a while, I would Google him to see how he was doing. And there wasn't really that much on, you know, Googling him. And, you know, it wasn't like all the time, just every once in a while, because I would want to, you know, he was still a friend of mine and we never actually ended the friendship. I just realized he didn't want to talk to me. What I thought was kind of closed offish. By, and also immature, like not coming to talk to me about what happened meant that my friendship wasn't that important to him anyway. So I let it be because I figured the ball was in his court. Well, about three weeks ago, no, I think it was two weeks ago, I Googled him again because I just wanted to see how he was doing, you know? And I found out he died in January of this year. Uh, the first thing that came up was his obituary and I could not believe it. I was absolutely shocked. He was young, you know, and I mean, we're the same age, but, and he died of brain cancer and I had no idea, right? So I don't want to make this really about me. What I, you know, I mean, I've just told the whole story about me and him, but the consequences of getting toxicity of, out of your life sometimes can be that you end up never resolving whatever the problem was between you and it hurts. And I wanted to share that with all of you. I think some of the struggles that people have when they let go of people they love, like their family members, even if it's justified, I know personally that there are people I have walked away from because I know I'm a better person without them in my life. That's what I told them when I walked away. So I gave them a reason why I never wanted to talk to them again. And I haven't spoken to them and I never will speak to, to them. I know I won't. The difference, of course, with that is that we had some sort of ending. I'll still feel bad because they're decent, good people in the world, and I wish them well, and I want them to thrive and be successful and be happy and healthy, right? And and it was the same thing with this friend of mine who I went to college with. I never wished him ill will. I think what threw me was that we would never be able to have a sense of closure of some sort, or at least understand why we didn't talk all these years, you know, something to kind of solidify that for me. Clearly he didn't need that. Clearly he was fine without that. But what I'm trying to say here is it's really hard to get toxic people out of your life. But in most cases, for me, when I knew I needed to do it, I did it. 
and didn't think twice about it. But what I was not prepared for this one time was the consequences of finding out that I was not able to resolve something with someone who had made that choice for us. You know what I mean? So, um, so that kind of hurt and it started me thinking about all the people I have let go in my life. And I don't have any regrets of letting go of those people in my life. I'm glad I did. But, and, and I'm not going to reverse that because of this, but it made me understand something I had never thought about before, which was the consequences of that choice. And so I wanted to put that out there for some of you or any of you who have struggled with having to make that decision. Or if you've just walked away from someone and not really ended the relationship in a positive way, um, especially if it's somebody you really care about. Now, don't get me wrong. There are people who think they're that important in my life that I wouldn't even bat an eye at regarding the reason why I walked away from them. Like if they're very nasty people or very angry people or they do things like, you know, they will argue a point with you, but then don't want to hear your version of the story that they have in their head, you know? Um, there are some people who come into your life for a season, right? That's a Tyler Perry quote that is pretty brilliant. Um, and then there are some people who are supposed to be in your life for a lifetime. But not everyone has the right to be in your space, no matter what. That's just reserved for the special few lovely people that you know would do anything for you who have, you know, earned that space. And even if they make a mistake, you're going to have a reconciliation. You're going to have a conversation. And if you don't, you're going to understand, like, th those are my family members. You know, those are people who, no matter what happens between us, I will always be able to talk to them deal with them, even if I'm angry with them, you know, and as I'm saying this, I'm, I'm thinking of all of my dearest friends who I love with all my heart. We've had some all out arguments, discussions, you know, not talk to each other for a long time. And then we get back together. We're like, Oh my God. You know, when I say a long time, I mean like a week is the most, <laughs> you know, but it's something to think about. Um, and I'm not sure that, you know, me and my friend, uh, would have been able to have the friendship that I thought we had when we were in college and when we first moved out here. But it would have been nice to have just uh, had some closure on that. And I hate the word closure because it's so cliche, but I think that's what made me so sad is that I don't even understand why we never spoke again. I know for me, on my side of it, I was like, well, he's the one who never wanted to talk to me again. I did reach out to him a few times and he never responded um, right after the whole car issue when it was like a couple of weeks because I was like, I thought we were going to talk, blah, blah, blah. And he just ignored me. So, and I think about these things too, you know, I think about, I might've thought I was more important in his life than I actually was clearly. And that has to be okay too. But that's part of the consequences of getting toxicity out of your life. So it's something to think about, you know? So the other thing I wanted to say, and this is going to be a more on an up note, Threads is out. If you don't know the app Threads, it's from Meta, which is, you know, Facebook and Instagram. And um, it is a, I think, direct 
competitor with Twitter. And if you haven't downloaded it yet, although it seems like everyone has downloaded it because it has a ridiculous amount of uh, people using it within the first few days. And I don't know how I feel about it yet. I'm excited because I feel like there's a different place to now go and do kind of these ongoing conversations that we used to have on Twitter that right now Twitter to me has become a very toxic place. But the reason why I brought it up is not to promote in any way, shape or form anything to do with Mr. Zuckerberg, because I think we all know I was, I just wrote on the threads app, uh, that the enemy of my enemy is my friend because seriously, whether it's Zuckerberg or, uh, Elon Musk, I really have no interest in either one of these two people <laughs> at all. I, I would wish that both of them, uh, somehow go into the ether, but they're not, right? <laughs> they are these billionaire people who are creating things that we use all the time. So it's kind of there. Anyways, my point is, is this. If you are not following someone, named Viola Davis. If you don't know who Viola Davis, I'm kind of being sarcastic here. Viola Davis is one of the greatest actresses, actors of our time. She is amazing and brilliant. And I'm sure everyone who's listening to my podcast knows who she is. But if you're not following her on Instagram and now threads, you really, really should be. Talk about having joy in your life. She has used her platform, her power as this amazing actor and celebrity. And she uses her Instagram to really shine a light on joyful things. She, you know, does these little clips that are positive affirmations and not in a weird religious way, or she shows, you know, other TikToks or other people's videos and things like that, that really I, it's it's where I go to every morning now, Instagram. I just go see whatever it is she posted. And look at, I, I'm sure she has a social media team, but you know she has made a decision, a conscious decision to bring joy in the world. And I love that. I love that people want to be spreading as much joy as possible. So if you're not following Viola Davis on Instagram and on threads, and I'm sure she's on other platforms as well. Those are just the two I'm positive of because I've been following her on Instagram for a while and she just joined threads like everyone else did. Please, please do yourself a favor. Follow her Instagram. It'll, it'll make you happy. And, uh, I love that. Uh, that she does. The other thing I wanted to talk about too, uh, about finding joy in your life. So this one's a little bit weird. Everyone knows I have a co-host on my live stream, Rick Costa. And, you know, one of the things I hate about him, literally hate about him, is he takes naps every day. And also the other person I hate who does this is my best friend, Andrea. She takes naps every day. Let me just tell you, all you people out there that take naps every day, I hate you. <laughs> and when I say hate, I mean, I'm very jealous. I can't do it. I've explained this a million times. I, I am a light sleeper. But what I have done is implement this thing that I've done my entire life, but I've decided to do it every day. So I've always had a me day once a month. A me day is basically a day where I don't talk to anybody and I do whatever I want to do. And depending on my financial situation and whatever I'm feeling like, that could be like me going and staying at a five-star hotel in the neighborhood, you know, for the night and getting up in the morning and just 
having, you know, that kind of beautiful plush experience and maybe getting a massage or whatever, or it's just, you know, me turning off my phone, not talking to anybody for an entire day and just reading a book. I call it a me day. Like nothing is going to interfere with the day that's all about me. And it's not about, you know, getting a manicure, pedicure or doing the things that we do. I mean, it might be for you, but it really is a day which is just solidly about a rejuvenation for myself. So what I decided to do, because these horrible, horrible people that I'm jealous of (laughs) who take naps, what I've decided is, is, is I'm implementing now 30 minutes a day, me time. I know that sounds so weird, but you know what? I've tried to do it this week and it's actually worked. And what it is, is I've taken, because when I talked to Rick about his napping, he said that he, you know, he can take anywhere from like a 15 or 20 minute nap to 45 minutes or something at lunch. And then he makes a sandwich for lunch and then he goes back to work or whatever. And I thought, what? That's crazy. (laughs) But I've started implementing 30 minutes a day me time. Um, and I have to tell you, I kind of like it. And all it is really is 30 minutes where I turn off my phone. I don't answer emails like my phone. I just put it aside. Like when I have my me days, it's the same thing. And, you know, I just read a book for 30 minutes. One day this week, I, uh, also just sat in the tub for 30 minutes, like midday, you know, nice hot water and some bubbles. And it was so cool. Um, one day I watched a show that I haven't been able to find a minute for, uh, for 30 minutes. I watched, I'm not going to say what the show is cause you'll all laugh at me and I don't want to share that, but I, I, I just watched a show that I haven't been able to, to watch and, uh, and no, it wasn't Stargate SG1 cause everyone knows I watched that right before I go to bed at night, <laughs> but it's just been really great. And to just be able to set aside some time to rest for myself from the day, like maybe I can't take a nap like they do, but I can take a nap from the everyday yuckiness that is work or, you know, more toxicity, emails, and everybody needs everything yesterday. And oh my God, we got to do this and I got to go to work and then I got to go to the grocery store and I have to work out and I have to do this. And this is just putting a little bit of time aside for myself. So try that. Think about ways in which maybe you could do that. Maybe you can only do it once a week right now. Maybe you can only start implementing a me day once a month. I really recommend everyone do that. I have done that for years. It is life-changing, life-changing, I'm telling you. Uh, Also, Try to find different ways to find joy in your life. Look at one day, I just listened to music for 30 minutes. Now that sounds kind of crazy because I'm sure everybody listens to music. I listen to music when I'm in the car. I listen to music when I go work out. But this was literally just one day. I think it was Thursday. I just sat and listened to Prince like for 30 minutes when the alarm, and, and, and I just sat in the middle of my living room on the floor, just listening to Prince. And it was so nice. I wasn't walking. I wasn't working out. I wasn't, you know what I mean? It, it was just listening to music. It was so awesome. Just like reading a book, just taking time for me to rejuvenate. So really, really, really try to find ways in which you can do that for yourself. I'm telling you, we have so much on our shoulders every single day. It doesn't matter what your situation is. It doesn't matter if you have children or you don't. It doesn't matter what kind of job you have. 
Our lives, especially with the integration of social media that is so involved in everything we do, we are always accessible. We are always available to people. And we ourselves are always trying to communicate with people because this has become our habit. This is something we do on a regular basis. You know, when we were kids, we would go outside and play, right? We didn't have phones and scanning stuff, whatever. We'd go outside and play. And if nobody was around, we would you know, play ourselves or we would just walk or we'd sit in a tree or, you know, we used to climb uh, on the rooftops of other people's garages and homes and stuff. And we'd just sit there and like chit chat. Or if I was by myself, I would just sit there and look out at the sky. We don't do this stuff anymore. Um, I know people like, well, I go hiking. Okay. I know, but that's like going and traveling somewhere. I'm saying every day having just time for you just time for you, not going to yoga, not going to, you know what I'm saying? Like just a minute by yourself quietly. Thank you again, all of you for stopping by. I really appreciate it. I am so grateful. Um, I'm also always going to give a shout out to LinkedIn people who I can't believe keep adding me onto their live stream and podcast. I am grateful, grateful, grateful. And yeah, I'll be back again next week. And I'm not going to promote myself because I think I've already done it enough, but it's also exhausting. But if you want to find me, you can easily go to doubleatjoy.com. That's aatjoy.com. Thank you so much. Peace and blessings, everyone. And remember, it's all about the joy. Bye. Thanks for stopping by All About the Joy. Be better and stay beautiful, folks. Have a sweet day. <laughs>